time is it? You know what time it is? Time for the One Life Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to One Life, where we live in faith every day and we talk about everything that pertains to life. We are the show that is fun, transparent, and above all, we are Christ-centered. It is your girl, CC Eccles. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Hello to all of my family and friends in Uganda. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Depending upon where you are listening to us from, I really, really, really appreciate all of you guys for tuning in on today. Y'all, I went to the farmer's market, right? And I try to always do something new, try something new, whether it's a new spice, a new seasoning, a new product, whatever. I call myself going to try some avocado oil. Um, (laughs) When I saw the price, when I saw the price of a small, a tiny little bottle of avocado oil, honey, it stayed right there on the shelf. So... (laughs) We didn't, we didn't try the avocado oil. (laughs) We did not try the avocado oil, but what we're going to be talking about today is it's not going to be a food. It's going to be a seasoning, a healthy seasoning. And that seasoning is oregano. Oregano is rich in antioxidants. It helps reduce viral infections it decreases inflammation. It helps with digestion. It helps with parasites infection. And it helps with a lot of other stuff. So Google it and do your research and go to the store and purchase some oregano. It has a lot of benefits, y'all. It really, really do. And hopefully you guys are increasing your grocery list. Increasing your grocery list. Try something new. Do something that you've never done before. Try something new. Incorporate something new in your diet. Congratulations goes out to Miss Tasha Cobbs. Y'all, she celebrated a birthday this month and she turned 42. I love me some Tasha Cobbs. When she turned 42, I wish you many, 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 many more birthdays, sis. And also, two of my favorite people are celebrating 60 years of marriage and that's my parents y'all they have been married (laughs) for 60 years and I said this on a previous show about how they're so different but it works for them and it works for them because they make it work so I thank God for what he is doing in their lives individually. And I also give God praise for what he's doing 
in their lives as a collective unit. So I give God praise for them. Mr. and Mrs. Henry and Teresa Johnson, congratulations on 60 years of marriage. I love you guys and I'm extremely very, very, very proud of you guys. Now, a couple of um, weeks ago, I went to a concert um, to see T.C. Carter, you know, T.C. Carter from In Living Single. Y'all, I had an amazing time. I really, it was a free concert. It was about maybe like a hundred people there or so. Man, when I say we had a great time, they had a lot of local artists there. I want to encourage you to get out, (laughs) get out and go to a concert, get out and do something. That's what we were talking about earlier. Do something you've never did before. Cause it's a whole life out here. I mean, contrary to what's all going on, we still have to live our lives. Amen. And I want you to go out and go to a concert, do something you've never done before. And if you've done it before and you enjoy it, do it again, because it's all about doing things that's going to enhance your life. And I was, I met this one young lady. She said she was from, I think she said she was from California, but sometimes it's just good to meet somebody new. My goal is to meet somebody new, at least three people. Um, once a week at least three people once a week because you can learn from them you really can you can learn from them so I'm very excited y'all about the show because we got a very special guest that's coming up and oh my goodness I can't wait to share with you guys what we're going to be talking about on today so don't you dare go nowhere we're going to be right back back in a moment Life lesson number 32. You know, earlier this week, the Lord dropped in my spirit the word upgrade. The word upgrade means to raise to a higher standard or improvement. I want to challenge you to upgrade your life. Now, I know Beyonce talks about the purses and the name brand furs and cars but this upgrade it starts from the inside it's about upgrading your character it's about upgrading your thoughts it's about upgrading the things that you say and definitely it's about upgrading your love walk (laughs) partner let me upgrade you life lesson number 32 And we are back. You know, we got another special guest here. Are you there, Carla? Yes, I'm here. Okay. We have another special guest with us on today. You know, we try to bring guests that have experienced some things that could actually bring a a godly perspective on things. And considering so much stuff is going on, I believe we have the perfect guest to do so. Today, we're going to be talking about coming out of lesbianism. And our special guest has been delivered from lesbianism. She is the founder and CEO of a nonprofit organization called Made Whole that helps disciple individuals 
who God has called out of the homosexual lifestyle. One Life, please join me in welcoming our special guest, Kyla Jackson. Woo! Hello, Kyla. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Well, I saw your testimony and um, I was so excited to bring you on. I really, really was because we have to have healthy conversations. You know, we have to have healthy conversation about taboo subjects. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and get started if that's all right with you. Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, and there could be some things that I don't know, but we're going to be talking briefly about LGBTQ. And when I was... Um, conversing with Miss Jackson, there was a plus on the end. So can you tell us a little bit about what those letters stand for? Yeah, so since back in the day, I feel like there was just LGBTQ, which was lesbian, bisexual, um, transgender, and then other things have been added since then. So there are things like non-binary, um, intersex, agender, things that go beyond my testimony per se but those are some of the definitions of those letters okay got it got it got it so tell us a little bit about your upbringing because we definitely want to get to know who you are miss jackson um do you have any siblings did you go up in the church tell us a little bit about your background before we actually get started yeah, so I grew up two-parent household. My parents have been married for the majority of my life. Um, I grew up, I like to call my parents oil slingers, so I did grow up in the church. Um, I grew up with my parents praying in tongues and slapping my forehead with oil. So um, very much grew up in the church. Um, I have, I'm the oldest of four. So it's myself, my brother, who was the second oldest. I have a sister and then a younger brother. Um, and we are very, very close. We do pretty much everything together, especially after the pandemic. Um, we've grew, grown a lot closer. So I think I had a pretty normal childhood. Um, I lived in the same place for pretty much my whole life. Nothing really in my childhood was, um, I would say, traumatic or anything like that. So that's okay. pretty much how I grew up. Okay. Well, how old were you when you realized that you was once attracted to the same sex? Honestly, as young as about five or six, I began to just notice like an inclination towards girls. And it wasn't very like sexual or anything. I just noticed that I would say that they are pretty. And then I feel like as I got older, maybe around like nine or 10, that's when, you know, I feel like the spirit of perversion kind of came through different doors um, that way. Okay. Okay. Very good. Now, a lot of times you hear people say um, that they are coming out of the closet. And that is a phrase to use that most people use, I'm assuming, when they're trying to share with their family and friends that this is the lifestyle that they're choosing. Um, did you have a time where that was your experience where you felt that you needed to share with your parents and your family and friends? Um, so my experience was a little more, I guess, awkward. I don't necessarily say I had a coming out because I was kind of forced out. 
But okay. um, when I was in when I was in high school, I actually like towards the end of high school, around like senior week when you're going to college, I went away and I had um, met a girl there. And at the time, I was in a regular relationship. And during that time, we became like really close friends. Um, and then we actually got in a relationship that lasted about five years. But in that first, I would say within that first year um, and a half, we kept everything very private. I didn't want to tell my parents. Obviously, they grew up in church. I knew that they were not going to be um, very happy about that. So we tried to really keep it private um, before. But I remember being younger and kind of asking my mom certain questions about um you know about gay people and things like that and she would try to you know answer it as best as she could um, my mom me and my mom were always very close and she would be very honest with me about where she stood with things and I was a very inquisitive little girl but after the time the year and a half of being in that relationship um, we actually had to come to our parents because I think a family friend of my now ex-girlfriend had told came and told her parents and so then I was I had to tell my parents from there so that's okay. how it kind of came out. Okay. Okay. So what was your, um, what was your turnaround moment? What was your moment where you said, you know what? I, I, I'm rolling with Jesus. Like something is just not right here. What was that experience like? And can you walk us through that particular moment where you had that aha moment with God? Yeah. Yes. I it took a long time honestly I feel like there were moments where God was like tapping on my heart throughout the entire process I would say in the very beginning of the relationship I had a lot of at the time I did not know it was conviction but I had a lot of like resistance around entering the relationship and I felt like you know this was not something that I could do but by that time I had already developed like strong feelings for her and so it was very difficult for me to separate um you know obviously wanting to please god but not really having a relationship with god outside of what i had seen my parents have and you know growing up in church so for me it i didn't necessarily understand what it meant to surrender to god and live my life for him so i just continued on with my relationship thinking that i could have both like i knew i loved god but i didn't necessarily know what that looked like and i also knew that i had loved my girlfriend and so at that time i think it was just becoming i would really say popular where more people were starting to identify as um both gay and christian and all this doctrine was coming out really deception was coming out about how you could you know basically love both and serve both and be okay and i remember that that particular doctrine it stayed with me for a while it kind of gave me this comfort where i felt like i did not have to choose but what happened was maybe around year three or four in my, um, my my relationship that I was in, I began to go through a lot of like anxiety. And I don't feel like I've ever really dealt with a lot of anxiety throughout my life. But it was something that was very alarming to me. And at the same time, I was also a creative. So I would be um, doing like design projects and have all these really big dreams and goals for myself. And then all of a sudden, I would feel very like, just almost like I was hitting a glass ceiling as if like I had no more dreams as if all of my creativity was being drained. And that was the thing that actually really made me go into this, um, I would say just kind of like mindset journey where I was just trying to figure out what was my purpose in life. Like, why am I really here? I was working for a good company. I had a nice place to live. I had a nice car. So I just felt like everything was fine. But yet in the inside, it felt like this part of me was kind of dying and I just could not figure it out. 
And so I had tried all types of things. I unknowingly ended up in some kind of like new age deception, spiritual journey. And so that had to be, you know, broken down. And I was like, okay, none of this stuff is working. I'm looking for, you know, peace. I'm looking for my purpose and I cannot find it. And so as I began to work on just trying to get my creative um, dreams back and, you know, get just that sense of wanting to really fulfill something that led me back to my journey with Christ. So it actually, I never even started seeking Christ about, you know, my same sex attraction. It was more so just, I wanted to know what my purpose was, why I was here. And, and this actually all started when I was on this journey, the Lord sent me a podcast, um, which like really changed my life. At the same time, this as I was seeking the Lord, um, this other girl who started this podcast was seeking the Lord as well. And so she was actually teaching people how to build a relationship with God um, and also, you know, how to make God the CEO of your business. And so at that time, I had a creative business. I was listening to this podcast faithfully. I mean, every single week she dropped an episode. She would tell us a book to read. She, you know, would tell us what Bible she was reading. And I would do pretty much everything that she said. Wow. And so I became obsessed with the Lord. Like, I spent all of my time reading the Bible. When I was on my way to work, I would read the Bible. And it really just began to transform my heart. Now, the crazy thing about it was even though my parents had, you know, I've grown up in church, my parents had went to church. I don't think that I've actually read the Bible for myself. I've always just like heard scriptures or it's been on the screen, but I never really read it for myself. So that was a lot of the room for deception. Um, and the, the woman on the podcast, she actually talked about that, how you need to go back and read the Bible for yourself. Um, and she just kept stressing that. So I started to do that. And as I started to do that, as I started to worship, I would just say things like, Lord, you know, you can have my life, whatever you want, you can have. And I didn't even know why I was saying these things, but like I would hear her praying and I would take these things back to my own prayer life. And so the pivotal moment for me was one day I was at a new job that the Lord had opened up an opportunity for me. And this time I was still in my relationship. Um, it had been maybe about four, four and a half years at that time. And I remember I got on my knees and I prayed for the first time. I had never done that before. And, you know, I was just, I was sitting still after a while. And I heard the Lord say, um, I, I think at this time I was like opening up and I was like, Lord, this is another moment where I'm like, Lord, you know, you can have whatever you want. Like my life is yours kind of in this worship. And he was like, give me your relationship. And then I immediately jumped up, got up and I was like, okay, no, I'm, I'm hearing things. That's not you. <laughs> I went on about my business. I was like, this cannot be you, like, going, because like most of us, we, we start our relationship with God sometimes for selfish purposes, and then when he asks us to give up something, then we, we begin to pull back, and so that was me, I pulled back, and I was like, no, but then the conviction became so strong, it was like that one moment where I heard him say that I couldn't get it out of my head. Mm -hmm. So for that whole like rest of the year, I kept seeking God. And then all of a sudden I just had this like, this desire to know what the word said about, you know, homosexuality, because I felt like I had heard it from such a harsh standpoint where it made me feel like God hated me. So I always had this like awkward kind of relationship with him. But one day I, I opened the Bible and he led me to the scriptures myself. I remember seeing it and it was kind of like, like a gut punch. 
to to see it actually written out and to know that that was the Lord's word and know that it was true. Um, and so I really didn't know what to do with it at the time. I honestly, it, it bothered me for like a day. And then I kind of just got up, moved on. And um, this encounter moment, to answer your question, happened in 2019 when the woman who had the podcast, she was having a tour um, in person and it was called the God is my CEO tour. And I mm. felt the Lord telling me that I needed to go to this tour. And so, and I needed to go by myself. And that was a big deal because me and my girlfriend at the time went everywhere together. Um, and so when I got to the tour, um, I told this on my testimony, but on the way there, she had driven me there. She had a brand new car and the car stopped in the middle of the road on our way there which was insane. Like the oil just leaked right out the bottom of the car. Like it was like such a weird thing. And mm-hmm. now I know that that was definitely the enemy not wanting me to Absolutely. be there because he knew what was going to take place there. But mm-hmm. um, long story short, we were able to get to the event. I was about an hour late. Um, and when I got there, there was so much commotion going on. I felt like it was the first time I personally for myself felt like the power of the Holy Spirit, like his presence manifested in the room. And this was at a business conference. So I was like completely taken aback. Um, and I remember this woman, she prayed for me. I did not know this woman at all. Like she wasn't even supposed to be there. She prayed for me and she was started praying about like my, you know, my creativity, all the things I was talking about before um, that I had been asking the Lord, you know, to like get rid of this anxiety, to help me to find my purpose. She started praying about those things. And then when she finished, um, I looked at her, we were both in tears. She looked at me. And then I was like kind of feeling relieved because at this time I told you guys that, you know, I was feeling convicted about my relationship, but I had just kind of pushed it to the side. And so I'm like, okay, well, she didn't say anything about my relationship. So, you know, I must be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then I look up and she looks at me. She just kind of stares at me for a while. And she's like, um, she said, I don't know if you're in a relationship, but the Lord says that you need to leave now. My God, Jesus. And I remember feeling like my heart like fell out of my body. I began to cry so much. It was just like such a pain knowing that like you, it, there was nowhere else I could run at that moment, honestly. That the Lord used a complete stranger to, to speak to me and to confirm to me that it was him and that this was the time. Like there was no more running. There was no more considering it or reasoning. Um, that was it. And like if I was going to live my life for him, every part of me had to go including that relationship um so that was that divine moment and that that same day i walked out into the hallway and i was looking for the bathroom and i had saw you know my girlfriend at the time sitting there and i it just it was just so un- the pain that i felt like yeah. knowing that i was gonna have to leave that relationship was extremely difficult um it was i don't even know how to describe it but later that day i um was so distressed Um, I actually like walked from like my apartment to like my house, which was probably about like 15 miles from where my parents live. It was, it was a long walk. And I remember I came home and I was sitting on the stairs and I was talking to my mom and, um, in the beginning, I think of this, I told you guys that my mom is somebody who I've always been very close to. She's been very like, she's been a safe space for me. She never agreed with my lifestyle, but she continued to love me through it and was always there like whenever I needed to talk out something and so when I was I would told her about what happened at the conference and you know I was asking her like should I leave and she was like you need to be obedient to the Lord mm, my god my mom, she as much as she loved me I've never heard her say something like so bluntly before my and god so, 
I knew it was the Lord. And so that night I actually walked back into um, our apartment, which we had just moved in um, to three months ago. And I left the relationship that day. A month later, I moved out, um, broke my lease and the rest is history. (laughs) I'm so proud of you for so many different reasons. Um, One of the things uh, when I heard your story, you was very transparent and you was very humble and i just could really really relate to some of the things that you were saying because you was just so um honest i love your honesty um which is why i say you would be perfect for the show one of the things that i thought was fascinating was how um how real you was in terms of identifying your feelings like one of the things that you said was you have to be very very careful with triggers can you talk about the triggers um that you are having to be very mindful of since you know you've been delivered because whom the sun says free is free indeed but we still have to renew our minds amen can you talk about some of your triggers yeah i think um when it comes to triggers, one thing I always I always teach and I had to learn very quickly um, as I was studying, I always remind people like the actual word for deliver, that Greek word means to surrender. And so for me, like I have to surrender on a daily basis. I still actively deal with same and it's one of those things where I literally surrender it daily to the Lord because I believe that, you know, he died to break the power of sin. So sin really doesn't have any power over me unless I allow it to. And so when it comes to triggers for me, it's really just guarding myself um, online, guarding my really taking um, inventory of my thoughts. I believe it really all starts with, you know, what comes across your eyes and then what you allow to stay in your mind. So I'm very, very mindful of um, thing, movies I watch, of music I listen to. A lot of the music is very lustful, so I try not to listen to anything that's going to be very lustful or watch anything like that. Um, what else as far as triggers? I think the mind is a big thing because I think yeah. even if you see, I, I can see someone and think that they are beautiful, but I don't have to entertain the, the thoughts that the enemy may plant in my mind about them. And I'm very quick on, you know, doing as the Bible says, casting down imaginations um, and really just standing in my authority. And I would say the other thing is alcohol. Um, I, I no longer drink, which is a blessing. Um, so those I, I, I really do have to do a lot to stay guarded because the enemy is constantly just filling this world with, you know, lust and perversion. And, you know, even in places where you can't avoid it, you know, where you're just watching something and all of a sudden something comes on. Pretty much every show has like an LGBT, you know, actor, yeah. actor in it. So it, it, it's a lot harder now. And um, it's more and more. You're seeing it more and more mm-hmm. and more. Well, let me ask you this knowing what you know now what would you tell your five-year-old self um i would tell my five-year-old self that that god is with me i i feel like when i was younger i had no understanding of god i felt like i I prayed many times when i was younger for like god to take you know these these attractions away i hated them i was disgusted by them i did not want them so that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that people who are dealing with same-sex attraction like they don't want to deal with it you know and a lot of them they go into accepting it because they don't know what to do with it 
And so mm. that was my story. So when I was, you know, five or six, I would tell myself, like, the Lord loves me. He has a purpose for me. And I would just say that there's, there was, I was not like, um, there was nothing about me that the Lord would have like abandoned me. Like I could have just come to him. First of all, I also think at five or six, I wasn't even thinking like that. So I would say more so when I was like eight or nine, really dealing with a lot of that lust and perversion, I would say that the Lord, I would really have told myself that the Lord is my helper and anything that I was battling with, like he would give me the strength to overcome it. Mm-hmm. I think that's more important for me. Um, what do you suggest as far as the body of Christ? Like how can we minister you know, um, to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, if you could share one thing with the body of Christ about us ministering to um, that particular community, what would that be? Yeah, I think the first thing is to lead with love. Like one thing that I don't think we do enough is we're because you know people in that in the LGBT community you can see their sins sometimes people treat them Mm -hmm. as their sin instead of treating them as a person and I think that that's the difference between us and the Lord like the Lord sees our us you know daughter versus um the body can sometimes just look at you like an outcast and they begin to treat you as if like you have some type of disease that's infectious or something you know and so I think you, you would be surprised how much just kindness um, to someone in the LGBT community matters because they are so used to being guarded and being rejected or walking out and somebody pulling their child away or something like that. You know, like you have to just be mindful that these are people and how you treat them is a reflection of Christ. Like we are literally sometimes the only version of, of Christ in the Bible that people will meet. And if we, if we leave a negative impression or a nasty impression, it does affect how they view God. For me, my, my life has been impacted by God sending me people who were truly lovers of Christ, who operated mm-hmm. in love, who, who did not agree with what I was doing, but not, did not treat me any less of a person and mm-hmm. actually continued to love me and still show me the love of Christ. And it's the love of Christ that pulls people away. You can tell people in this community that they're going to hell all day, but their mm-hmm. hearts are hardened because, you know, when you get rejected so much, you develop a hard heart and you can no longer hear. But it's love that breaks up that hard heart. It's the truth in love that really breaks the yokes. So that would be my advice is to show kindness smile when you see them even the little things they matter Carla I love that you know I have um a friend who he and I had a conversation and he has been delivered from it but one of the things he shared was that even though he's been delivered people still look at him as the old man have you ever experienced anything like that like you know you've already shared and you know people know that you are delivered you know but do people still associate you you with your past because i know no matter what what we're dealing with or what we're going through people still well i remember when you used to do blah 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 you know have that ever been your experience oh yeah i think that in the beginning when i when i first shared my testimony it was very shocking for a lot of people especially because um maybe people who have like a different transformation, like maybe people who go from being like a stud dressing more masculine to then dressing more feminine. Um, they also get that. But for me, I've always been feminine. I didn't have anything that would have externally proven that the Lord had pulled me out of this lifestyle. 
but it's more so the, so I felt like people judge me even more they're like well I don't see a difference but yeah. a lot of the transformation in my life has been internal um, yeah. and so I've, I've come to learn that it's one not my responsibility to change how people see me but when you see my life and you see what the Lord has done you will know it's nothing but God and that's enough I don't you know focus on that too much you're never going to be able to change how people think about you but you can change you know how you respond and how you move let's talk about made whole how long have you had your organization made whole and tell us a little bit about your organization yeah so made whole feels like a child to me that i've birthed (laughs) um it's been birthed since 2019 um actually the most shocking part i think of my testimony is that just like 27 days after i had that encounter with the lord is when he uh, told me to share my testimony on YouTube and so I kind of made whole kind of got thrusted out of that um, mm-hmm. as I was making my channel I was praying and I heard the Lord give me that name and so since then it just started out as YouTube and that's what I all I thought it was going to be um, and then in 20 like mid of 2020 um, he told me to make like a private community so now we have a private community where we offer you know weekly prayer calls weekly accountability calls bible studies and really just this community for people to be discipled in a safe and private space um, and then at the end of 2022 we had our first in, in person experience where it was just such a beautiful encounter of the lord like there was deliverance all over people were sharing their testimonies and it was just a place for for us to encounter the healing power of god in a loving atmosphere and so we continue to host those conferences and now i even um do coaching for parents who have children that are in the lgbtq and helping them navigate all of the things that come with that so that's a little bit. Is this something, um, is it a conference that happens every year or is it just? Yeah, so it's an annual conference. Okay. Yep. The annual conference. Okay, so tell us about your book. I heard you had a book. Yes, I have a book. It's called Grace to Stand. And it is a guide to enduring trials and temptations. And I wrote it because, one, I was led by the Lord. But two, um, I felt like there was a gap in resources for people who were dealing with temptation, an honest gap where I would read a lot of books and people would kind of touch the surface of, you know, of dealing with things, but no one ever got to like, I feel like just the rawness of what goes through. And the book isn't just for people who, you know, are dealing with same sex attraction. It's really just temptation and lust in general, because that's really the root. And so I I go into detail, I'm very honest about, I give, you know, journal entries about, you know, how I work through my thoughts when I'm in those moments of temptation, when I'm going back and forth and, you know, how the Lord and his word pulled me out. And then I talk about sometimes where, you know, I battled and and I lost the battle and how the Lord restored me in those times. And so it's a very honest guide that I wish that I had um, that's presented for people who can actually relate and know that, you know, the Lord is is compassionate to us and that every, every temptation that we have felt he has experienced and he will help us to to overcome it and so that's what grace to stand is about and it's been a blessing to myself I still use it today um in everything that I do I'm very very proud of you I really am I think that that is so amazing now we always give out a homework assignment what is your homework assignment to the listeners 
Yes, so my homework assignment to all of you is to take a moment wherever in your day to show kindness to someone who is in the LGBTQ community. I don't mean trying to actively go up and minister them. I really just mean in your everyday pursuit, whether it's a smile or it's a compliment or it's literally uh, sometimes even even a hug. If, you, if it's somebody that's close to you in your family, hug them, love on them, just be a mm-hmm. genuine source of love. And then to add on to that, go in your private time and pray. Pray for that person to encounter the love of God and the truth. Pray that deception be exposed and unmasked and pray that they have a heart that is surrendered and willing to listen to the Lord. Girl, I love it. Ever um, pray because, you know, these principalities are getting stronger and this battle is really won in prayer. So whether they're saying they need help or not, it doesn't matter. The Lord is going after all his sons and his daughters and we should really be in our quiet places praying. That's an excellent homework assignment. Lead with love. Now, if someone wanted more information about your nonprofit, how can they reach you or if they wanted to purchase your book? Yeah, so if you want to learn more about Made Whole, um, you can go to wearemadewhole.com. If you want to purchase my book, you can go. It's available on Amazon. You can search Grace to Stan or search my name, Kyla Jackson, K-Y-L-I-A Jackson. Or if you want to email me something that you can't find on the website, um, you can email me at hello at wearemadewhole.com. I want to just say thank you so much, Kyla, for um, being our special guest on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And guys, you can listen to her entire testimony on YouTube. How many um, YouTubes do you have up, Kyla? Um, I just have one YouTube and it's under Made Whole. So that's M-A-D-E-W-H-O-L-E. Okay. Okay. So you can just go to Made Whole and you can hear her entire testimony. We appreciate you so much for being on the One Life Podcast. And guys, we love you to life. And until next time, ciao. For more information about Made Whole, please visit www.wearemadewhole.com or to purchase the book Grace to Stand, please go to hello at wearemadewhole.com or amazonbooks.com.